Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who love to read. Readers who love to write. And anyone who loves words. It was a dark and stormy night. Like, <laughs> like I can see the wind whipping the trees. Yes. The window over there. I love it. <laughs> so today we're talking about adventure stories and we're super excited to talk about that. And it is rainy and dark and stormy, as Laura was just pointing out um, here. So it seems appropriate. That kind of a dangerous setting and dangerous weather and all of that is kind of common in adventure stories. Yes, exactly. And it is funny because I literally like watched the storm roll in. So it's been, you know, you see it on the horizon, all the dark clouds, and it just felt, it felt like the timing just worked out really well. Yeah. So adventure. Um, yes. I thought maybe we'd start with a definition. Are you yeah, cool with that? For it. The reason why I'm gonna do a definition first is actually adventure is like all over the place and we see yes. it everywhere. <laughs> so defining an adventure story yeah. is really difficult because you can find it in thriller, you can find it in YA, you can find it in middle school. So the definition is an adventure is an unusual and exciting typically hazardous experience or activity, especially the exploration of unknown territory, bold and often risky. One, like it felt right when I read it. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good complete definition. But it also like, it has that spark of like excitement, the danger, the, oh, what's gonna happen around that bend, which I think is really indicative of adventure stories in general is totally. they just, they have all of that you don't know what's gonna happen but you know it's gonna go someplace interesting it could be wondrous it could be frightening and probably problematic <laughs> like, yeah, yes. there's lots of obstacles and lots of things to overcome and... absolutely and I also wanted to bring up uh I really love the J.R.R. Tolkien uh quote that's it's a dangerous business Frodo going out your door you step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that quote, and it is so like perfect for adventure stories. I mean, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are like classic adventure stories, really. They completely are, and it is this like being swept yeah. along, kind of like with this tide of not not sure where it's gonna go. Usually there's a character who's just as swept along too. I think that's kind of one of those things about adventure that makes them really enjoyable is you can really see it through the lens of that character who's also very lost, who has to quickly pivot and adapt or that character is just going to be overwhelmed by the world happening around. I love that you point out though too that that adventure can cross genres because it feels like it in and of itself isn't so much a genre as it is like a um, story type or like almost yes. a trope, I guess, in some ways, like yeah. that can span across a lot of different things. Absolutely. I actually think looking at like something like um, The Da Vinci Code, it's yeah, a thriller, totally. but it's totally an adventure story. Like, yeah, you know, you have the MacGuffins, you have the clues finding, yep, you're that thrown into clock, this world. That, yep. like, yeah. And someone who's basically having to adapt to all of these crazy things that are happening 
around him. You know, he's having to go so, so many different places and it's, yeah. it's delightful. It's <laughs> like you, even though there's those thriller elements with it, it's also like the what next like what's yes. the next clue and what's the next solution to that clue and will he be able to do it and I love the tipping ticking time clocks too because that gives that added sense of kind of gravity Urgency. yeah <laughs> they, they need to get there and they right. need to get there quickly and, and I think that's important element of adventure stories too is like that pace it usually yes. drags you along it doesn't let up there's there might be quiet moments, but there yeah. usually aren't quiet scenes. Like those scenes yeah. usually do lots of heavy lifting. If if there is that attention to like character yes. development, it's done within everything else. While things are on. moving yeah, in the middle of dialogue, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, and dialogue is one of those things that usually the, there's lots of dialogue. It kind of tends to be very conflict driven and it's yes. very like out there. There's not a lot of, not that it's not subtle, but there's not a ton of subtlety. Usually there's things like being hurled at each other. Yes, it's dramatic and over the top. And it's funny usually, like there's usually like a lot of kind of humor just snuck in there, even if it's just that like slightly sarcastic Mm -hmm. bits of it. Usually that kind of keeps it from if it's truly an adventure story with like none of the other stuff, if it's not like thriller, you would have a lot more, I think of that witty banter, you'd have lots yeah. more of that back and forth. Um, it keeps it light, kind of even when it. it's, even yeah. when there's big obstacles and high stakes, like, yeah. Absolutely. Like you have the danger, they could you know, fall off something at any moment, they could yeah. trip one of the traps that they are trying to unravel. But you have that that kind of keeps it from tipping too far over the edge like it pulls it back yeah um, Yeah. every once in a while which is fun all of these things are exactly why I I'm like listening to it and I'm like oh yeah this is exactly why I love adventure stories like this is my sweet spot like fast paced high stakes like lots of banter and dialogue like yeah right like it it makes you feel alive like it, it, it reminds you it's so addictive. Like it just, you, it's, those yes. are the kinds of books you can't put down because you don't know what's going to happen next. And they just pick you up and carry you straight through to the end. And you're like, I have to know what, you know, like they're the page turners. Like, and that's what I want. Like, that's always what I'm craving in books. So. It is. It's kind of like, it's, it's like a wave that just carries you through. Yeah. And there's something so delicious about being swept away into a story. Like I'm here for that all day long. Like. <laughs> Well, and they're the perfect story. for when you want a distraction and you need to like just distance yourself from the real world. <laughs> like, yes. Bring on the adventure make, stories. <laughs> the ones that make you make very bad sleeping decisions. Yes. And But that's like, it's so fun to have a book that you're like, I'm not yet ready to put this down. Like yeah. I simply must know what happens on that next page. Yes. And I think kind of recognizing that you know as we were talking about with adventure in general like you can drag adventure elements into anything you do really you don't have to it's not a structure necessarily it's more of a feel I think that it's like you can you can kind of tell what it is but even like even when I was doing research no one agrees like (laughs) I know a master class is like well usually it links into the hero's journey but not always Mm -hmm. 
they had things like you know it's hero and a hero or a heroine they're on some form of a quest yeah somehow out of their comfort zone like in an environment that's familiar exactly space usually there's some form of villain or antagonist but even that could be really like you know that could be someone who's dead that could be like this entity that's supernatural like, there's or so it could many different... be like the elements themselves like being on a ship and having storms come up or climbing mount everest could be an adventure story like where you get the mountain itself being your villain <laughs> absolutely and then there's that element of risk right there like that that danger that you know this could have very real consequences like in that when you're climbing a mountain like you could fall you could be stuck and cut off from your resources and then that transformation that happens like it doesn't have to be a specific type of transformation it could be many different types like really all of that is very open like a quest and would apply to to a lot of books (laughs) well and it's funny at first I'm like wow there's not many adventure stories you know that are like specifically called adventure and then I started thinking about it I'm like well six of crows really is an adventure story and yeah caraval and you know the magnolia sword (laughs) and I just kept going through them and new ones you know hunger games could be really a grim adventure yeah like there's so many (laughs) that aren't typically called adventure that really yeah so when you look at kind of the elements of it would really fit well within that totally I think that's a great point like I think we typically think of adventure and we think like pirates or we think Indiana Jones or you know like and those absolutely are yes. often but it expands so much broader than that for sure yeah absolutely and even the unknown and like novel settings like mm-hmm. I was reading in some one of them said he was actually talking about adventure film which is a specific genre I believe um and they were talking that usually it's historical settings but really it could be a fantasy setting it could be modern setting I mean even uh, National Treasure Uh that film is a modern set um adventure film it could be historical definitely which would be all the pirates and all the kind of Monte Cristo all of those things but then you also have futurism or kind of you know science fiction whether you consider the setting either to be in the future or to be like fantasy um it covers that too which also covers star wars so i think the first really luke skywalker's arc is probably an adventure arc and i would say probably ray's is even Mm -hmm. though we can talk about what's out of her comfort zone she's on this journey like yeah yeah and and if we talk about her questing to find a family then done and done yeah (laughs) and that's so it's funny how when you start to really like unravel the pieces of it it is everywhere even though we think of it as like being so specifically in that again pirates ships or yeah. you're like out in the jungle somewhere right. and, and yeah a lot of them do go into those places yeah. which I'm actually al- always here for things like oh, that yes, me yeah. too. I just started reading fable this week and oh my gosh speaking of adventure stories <laughs> so good is it good <laughs> yes I'm loving it it's, it's on my to be read so yes. <laughs> it's fun to all of a sudden look at a book and we often we often look at it in one lens like oh this is this type of a book but then when you switch the lens on it you're like oh but it also like it's a venn diagram these aren't mutually exclusive in fact 
sure. adding these elements to make it even better, make it even more addictive, yeah. <laughs> more like unputdownable, gripping, compelling. <laughs> yes. Well, and I found, like I said, I found many schemas for adventure stories, but I found one that I really liked in terms of like key elements um, mm. that are necessary in order to like really be within that. And it's actually two different articles, um, but usually there has to be a spirited protagonist. Like you have to mm. care about the prot- protagonist. You have to be on that protagonist's side. Um, yeah the you know suspense and surprise like things can't go exactly how you think they are and when they get there they're gonna have to like wherever they're going it's gonna have to be that uphill battle it's gonna be the like they make mistakes nothing can come easy (laughs) absolutely and really an adventure story that continues to make it difficult Mm -hmm. for the character ad nauseum almost like but yet while moving slightly forward that there's something so good about that where you feel like there's some traction yeah but it's like no they're not just gonna find the thing they're gonna have to then do this and then do that and it's all gonna make sense in the end but they're gonna keep you going and guessing and just throwing you off foot and and I think a story that does that well where you are all like keyed up and ready for it to happen a certain way yes. and then all of a sudden it's like this isn't going to go the way you thought it was yes. <laughs> it just throws you that's such a relatable feeling right like, yeah. so we've all had those experiences we want something and it doesn't go how we planned or how we expected or it's a lot harder than we thought it would be <laughs> even like writing a book you know <laughs> kind of an adventure <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think that's why, because it makes it so relatable. Like if they go in and do it easily, you're like, what the hell? My life doesn't reflect that. It kind of, you get in that person's corner and you really, you root for that person so much because you see them continuing to struggle and stick with it and not give up and I think that's addictive too like finding a character that you can root for and that you see terrible things happen to and you're like get up you know continue like persevere like there's something about that for sure we talked about you know the unknown but also like the exploring that it's not that you just like step foot in a known known place but it's like you get the flavor of it Mm. you get the feel like Indiana Jones you get you know so many moments where you're like in this place like Venice and you're you know in um the village with the where he meets his friend you know in the first one um the dates and the monkey um and it's just like you get the flavor of the place like yeah it's not just a backdrop like you get how like the the place interwoven into what it is and yeah and there's something really fun about that quick exploration like that going to a place and being like steeped in it and then it does move fast but you get all the flavor of it before you move forward yeah, it's immersive and you kind of feel, and, and I think that's important because the character is often in a setting that they're not familiar with or they're out of their comfort zone or something like that. And so the character feels like immersed in this new experience and new world. And so when a, when an author or a filmmaker or whatever can really make the audience feel that too, I think that can be really powerful. And 
just delicious in the dropped into a place that you're completely unaware of. And then all of a sudden you get all this information, not like overload, but enough to like get the sense of it and how it plays with the rest of the story in general. I think adventure stories often, like when I'm reading an adventure story, I feel like the authors are particularly, tend to be particularly good at giving just a little, like little bits of information about the setting, yes. like sprinkled throughout. There's not usually like long descriptions or long things. It's very fast paced, but you get yes. these like little tastes of things that are very kinesthetic and visual and like involving all the senses and in different places, not all at once. And I love that. Like, I think it's so great. I do too. <laughs> and it really does that immersing that, yeah. that you can see yourself almost as if you're there, like yeah. you're stepping into the character's body almost as an avatar. Uh, Caraval yeah. does yeah. such a great job with that. Even though it doesn't move from that location, like you see so many different facets of the location and you get yes. layer upon layer of the totally. kind of visual, the food. I think there also has to be kind of a, like, um, I I don't know. I was just thinking about when I was watching Dan Brown's masterclass, he talked at one point about description and like, not just describing things randomly, like Mm. this is over here and that's over there. And the ceiling looks like this, (laughs) like, yes, um, but kind of (laughs) thinking about how the character might look and how, where their eyes might move and like how they might notice this thing in the corner first. And then their eyes might go up to the ceiling and oh, that's interesting. And then something might draw their attention over somewhere else. And as someone's talking, they might look over this way and then notice something else over there. And like, there's almost a logic to the um, description and like, it makes sense and comes out as the character might notice it or experience it, which I thought was really interesting. I love that idea. And even like the idea of who is the character and what do they see and notice someone once was talking about um a painter would define like what they're seeing differently than anyone else or photographer and I love that bringing it even though it's part of the narrative like looking at it from the perspective of if you were just capturing the character's thoughts as they happen bringing that into then the description like how it unfolds I feel like I see that more in adventure stories sometimes than in other things or like that kind of immersive, like if it's a pirate, they might use metaphors that are more about the sea or they might, you know, like they might, what they notice, how they speak is going to be connected to those things. Absolutely. And it also like grounds you further both into the character, but also into the world when that happens and they, therefore things that are cliched for us, what they work for a particular character. Yeah. yeah, but but what they would consider standard and normal would be uh-huh. completely in a different schema, which there was, I think it was To Kill a Kingdom, but I'm not completely mm-hmm. sure. Um, it's been a while since I read that book, but there's several, adventure story, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. there were several things that I just noticed that obviously one of the characters is a siren. And so the way she talks about things yeah. is just so different. Like it, it, she did the end of the author did a very good job of kind of breaking free of what would people dwelling on land think (laughs) and and really like reversing it and kind of flipping some of those things on their heads yeah I agree yeah okay go ahead what are the other elements (laughs) (laughs) no no not at not at all so we've talked about the fast pace and I, I I do think that 
the things in an adventure story, as you said, like it all works towards the story. And if it slows down the pace, it's out. And I think that that attention to keeping it at that brisk, we're moving, like we're, we're on the move. Like, yeah. (laughs) I I think we should do a whole episode on pacing because I just think it's an interesting topic and like why you might choose to slow something down or why you might choose something up. But I think you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Adventure stories move fast. And that generally means lots of dialogue, lots of action, like not as much description, although it's, there's still immersive world building, but. And I think like smuggling in characterization and character change however you can find it and like yes. wherever you can sneak it in there if it's in the dialogue if it's you don't want to wait not waste but you don't want to spend a lot of pages on things like that so they tend to do a lot of movement in what they do while they're on the adventure or yes. while they're getting to the adventure so if there's a lull they use it like it's all yes. used you know to to move it forward to get to where they need to be on the next yeah next well and I think something I see journey. often in adventure stories is you see a character make a choice or do something early on and then yes. be faced with the same choice or a similar situation later on and that's how like they will often show character change by a yes. change in how the character responds to a particular situation rather than a lot of internal dialogue and the character telling you about how they're changing or, you know, like, <laughs> which I can enjoy too, but I, I think it's inter- like, it's just interesting, different choices. And, and for adventure story, that kind of action and showing works really well. Yes. And, and contrasting, it almost feels like if they didn't do that contrast where it's obvious, you don't show a scene twice or yes. a choice yes. twice, unless you're showing difference. Mostly I, I probably shouldn't have <laughs> think so, but, um, but in theory, like you yeah. don't yeah. typically. And I think showing that it's a really quick, easy signal of saying, oh, we should pay attention to this. Yes. Something is new here. Something yeah. that wasn't there before. Yeah. I think that makes me think of Caravelle too. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get this interaction very early with them and the father and yeah. kind of this, like how these two sisters respond to older male figures and like that kind of thing and then you have this experience at the end where there's a very different sort of reaction and communication and that shows this character change absolutely and I I think even like having the character of Scarlett specifically like seeing how at different points she has her fear she has like the the moment with her interaction with her dad even partway through yeah and you could almost see like some change but But not completely not complete yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I I love I love that too there's sometimes there's talk about the power of three that often Uh there's three moments that you see where one is kind of to set the baseline and the second one is to signal that oh there's been growth and then the third one is to show like how it comes full circle yeah I and I like that in storytelling that because sometimes when we're trying to communicate something, it might get lost in the yeah. shuffle. So having a, even if you do communicate some of what's going on in their heads, sure. having something that so clearly yeah. shows that in a, oh, that they were there mm-hmm. and now they're there um, yeah. way. And then um, I'm usually, we had talked a little bit about transformation but the adventure defines 
who the character is or who the character has become. And what I loved about that, it made me think of them. And I, I think you've seen this movie as well, Stardust. Um, yeah. We have the character of Tristan Thorne and you see him at the very beginning and he, his characterization, he works in a shop. He's really has no dreams outside like getting this girl to go out with him and seeing who he becomes through he goes on a quest to find a star for her and seeing who he becomes at the end of that they actually bring him back around to where he started out and you can see that he doesn't really fit within that world anymore you can Mm -hmm. see who he's become and it's not that he became a different person for say, but he became who he is. And I, I love a story that you see that change, that kind of unfolding, that blossoming before your eyes of the character is stuck literally at the beginning. And then this being swept into this story completely changes, redefines even the things that they want, the, yeah. the things that they how they see themselves, what they want to do going forward. I think Scarlet is another great example of that, that it just changes everything. Yeah. It makes me think too of um, another Neil Gaiman, Neverwhere. Yes. That is another, I think, example of that, like where the character starts out stuck thinking they want one thing and then through a series of actual events and experiences and adventures and danger. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Determines that, oh, maybe I don't actually want that thing. Absolutely. And it's funny how in that book, particularly something that was like catastrophic, then becomes the thing that the person wants. And yeah. I, I love that book. Totally. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and it, it, it's almost, it was funny because Alice in Wonderland also came into my head. And I, yeah. in recommending it to someone, I once said that it was like Alice in Wonderland. She actually disagreed immensely. <laughs> Um, which was sad but but I mean she liked it but it was <laughs> oh I I agree with you I think it's very much like Alice in Wonderland yeah I love that tumbling through the rabbit hole and then your entire viewpoint on the world shifts Neil Gaiman as he was talking about why he wrote that he he said that that was really about people who are not seen and kind of looking at it from that perspective of of the people who are lost and I thought the book just going in and really reassessing Mm -hmm. kind of the world him having to then reassess all of the baggage he had and all of the ways he saw the world um I I think it's delicious because we want that for ourselves as well like yeah we don't want to be exactly where we were yesterday we want to change we want to see growth and going on an adventure and seeing that unfold before you in you know two hours if it's a movie or or a a day or two in a book like there's something about that that really reaches out and kind of touches something true about what it means to be human absolutely I agree yay so go read some adventure stories because they're happy (laughs) (laughs) even when they're not happy and horrible things happen it's just great (laughs) they make you glad you're alive Yes, exactly. And that you're not facing a horrendous sea monster or something. Too. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we would love to hear what your favorite adventure stories are. We'll be on Instagram and hanging out there and talking about adventure stories. Um, you can come find us and yeah, chat with us about it. 
And we hope you keep reading and keep writing and keep putting your work out in the world because we need it. We all need those distractions from regular life, like adventure stories. <laughs> Absolutely. Bye. Bye.